Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 103 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I am bringing you the mother load. I am bringing you the big kahuna. That's right. My mom, Sherry, is on the podcast once again. It's been about two years since Sherry has graced us with her presence, and this episode is nothing less. You've seen her on TikTok dancing to WAP. Now she is on the podcast, and we are talking about her hat trick. She's batting 100. Now, if you don't know what I mean by that, she is dealing with three out of three children that have dealt or are going through alcohol and drug abuse. Today's episode is fantastic. It was a tough one, but man, was it worth it. So let's get into it. It is sober September. And what if today is the day that you stop doing that self-destructive thing that you do? What if today is the day you take a break? You see what you have to gain from going booze-free for 30 days. With daily emails delivered right to your inbox and two daily worksheets to complete, you will have the accountability to stop doing that self-destructive thing you do. Head to SoberGirlsGuide.com and join the 30 Days to Gain Booze-Free Challenge to see what you have to gain by putting the bottle down. Hi, Mama. Hi, Jessica. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, honey. (laughs) So it's been like almost two years since the last time you were on the podcast. Yeah. And you were like one of my first kind of guests on on the podcast. Right. How crazy is that? I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Two years goes by so fast. Yeah. So fast. Pretty wild. Yeah. So mom, like a lot of people know you from my TikTok of you dancing to WAP. Oh my God. (laughs) 
that's awesome. Yeah, and they've uh, they've seen you um, in my Instagram stories and stuff like that. And you're like a really fun mom, and you have lots of like fun times. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's recovery month, and I think it's really important to showcase and talk about you know recovery from everyone's side, not just from the person who's who's struggling with the substance abuse um, issues, but also the family and people that it affects. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to kind of get an update. I know like last, well, two years ago, since you were on, like things have changed. Um, and we were kind of talking about this last night, like maybe, maybe not in the way that we had hoped for, I guess. Right. Like, maybe not, maybe like moving forward, but things have definitely changed in like our family and our, our kind of like dynamics and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I think just to give everyone a backstory, um, me, I'm the, I'm the oldest sister. I'm the oldest daughter. You've been with me for 35 years. (laughs) My oldest, my oldest child. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and then we have two younger boys, Bobby and Taylor and we all have our issues with substance abuse. Um, That's right. Some may call it a hat trick, if you will. I'm lucky. Three for three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky. Three out of three. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some have come a long way. Some are just kind of resting. And some have maybe uh, gone the opposite way, gone to the worse mm-hmm. side. So we've got, um, I think it's a little bit different this time. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think there was one more this time that has kind of come out of the closet, if you if you want to say, as as using more drugs than we had ever thought, and then now another one is going the opposite way as far as recovery, yeah. and then one is excelling, excelling, and I'm sure that you can guess who that one is. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that would be you. Oh, that would okay. Be you, yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's uh, it's yeah. kind of been an up and down, up and down. One day you think you're doing really good, and then you get pulled back the next day. But mm-hmm. I mean, you just what do you do? You just keep on going. What can you say? You just try and help that person. I had a um a talk with um well not a talk but just said to. Bobby, last night I said, it just seems like you're not stopping. And he just kind of said to me, Mom, I'm trying, and was on the verge of tears. I'm trying. And I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help. I don't know, short of going into recovery, I don't know how to help. And I totally realize that I'm an enabler. Uh, mm. I, think I, need, I, I think I need to just step back and just, just let him um, drown maybe a little bit and realize that there's not always somebody going to be there just to grab him because I'm enabling him, I think, just to keep on going and keep on doing what he's doing. I, mm-hmm. I'm not making him have a choice of you either um, change habits or you go down that dark road. And maybe what he needs to do is go see that dark road because he hasn't in some ways. I mean, he's had a... Um, couple of overdoses. 
yeah. which, uh, yeah, that's a dark road, yeah. but there's always somebody there helping him, helping him. Okay, Bob, well, you know, I'll, I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. He's never had to go. If I don't do it, things aren't going to get better. So, right. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I mean, I can only imagine like for a parent what that even feels like. And I think like, you know, when people say enabling, like that's kind of a hot word, right? It's kind of like a trendy word, like, oh, she's an enabler. He's an enabler. Like, what does that even like mean though? I think, well, in Bobby's situation, like maybe a little context to that, it's kind of hard not to because Bobby is blind. Yeah. Like our youngest boy is is blind. Yeah. And he lives with me. So it's, it's hard to get away from it. Right. Right. It's hard to step away and not know what he's doing every minute. If he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't come home from work, I worry. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and being blind, like you say, and, and the drugs, I don't know if he's done drugs after work. I don't know if he's gotten on the right sky train or like, there's so many, so many variables that people don't realize if you don't live with somebody like that. It's not just somebody who's using drugs. It's a whole, whole other thing, not being able to see. And I think maybe I, with my enabling with Bob, I think maybe it's a lot of guilt because mm. I can't make him see. I can't fix his eyes. Right. So it would be a little different then. And I find that I'm always making excuses for him. Well, he can't do this because, you know, he had a headache that day or, you know, he couldn't simple things like, well, he didn't do his laundry. So, you know, I was doing some anyway. So I thought I'd just throw those in. Right. But uh, until you, until you don't live with somebody like that, it's really hard to disconnect yourself. Because you're living with it every day, like with, with Taylor or with you. I can separate myself. I know, and I can just hope, okay, well, I'm not with them. I haven't talked to them, but I know they're doing good. In your situation, there's absolutely, I don't worry at all. I just uh, am just, I'm proud and happy. And that's my concern with you. And Taylor, I'm on the edge because I just don't know. He's gone through the treatment. He said, oh yes, never again, never again. But I have found out, yes, he did do right. something or things. So it's just, uh, just an uneasy feeling. I mean, yeah, the, um, you have to kind of, and I'm sure that there is uh, parent groups out there. Yeah. But um, I just honestly don't know if I'm ready to do that right now. I just don't know if I would be ready to do something like that. Mm. But I mean, they're probably a great, uh, great um, thing to reach out to, but I just think I'm trying to figure it out first myself, right? But trying to talk to public and afraid to hurt his feelings and just like nobody knows how many other emotions come into it. Like I've been, you know, told just to just to let him fend for himself. Well, yeah, that would be good if it was you or or Taylor, because yeah, you could fend for yourself. Yeah, and and yes, I know. Like you say with Bob, he's weird how he can find the drugs. Absolutely <laughs> weird. Right. Yeah. Well, he's a very resourceful young man. Let's oh, totally resourceful. <laughs> totally resourceful. Mm-hmm. But I would just wish he would be a little more resourceful in other ways. But uh, yeah, it just really 
broke my heart last night when I, I found a bag in his drawer and I said, Bob, are you still doing this? And he just said, Mom, I'm trying. And it was almost on the verge of tears. So like I said, how, as a parent, how do you separate yourself? If I was just somebody else, I probably could have sit, sat down and said, well, this is what we need to do, Bob. This is how we're going to do this. But as a parent, I'm just, I fall into the empathy. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a tough, tough, tough situation. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's pretty good, though. I've got, uh, I'm, I think I'm on the upswing. I totally think okay. I'm on the upswing. Because I know that you're doing great. And uh, I, I just, I know you're great. And Taylor, I'm feeling that I can be a little more confident, yeah. but it's just the, uh, just the one. What makes you could... feel, what makes you feel that you can like trust or you have confidence or faith in like me or Taylor? Oh, with you, Jessica, the way you talk, your ambition, just the way you talk about your podcasts it's it you are so involved and so um giving giving to people your your podcast everything you just have a big heart and you care like it's quite obvious that you care and i feel that comes out in your recovery like mm. and i and i could be wrong i don't know underlying <laughs> underlying things right but I figure that no, you I talk care. to me pretty good. No, I I know that. Yeah. I know you care. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not um, questioning that. But as far as your recovery, mm -hmm. like I feel like I know you enough that I could probably see a trigger that if you weren't good. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's always that once a month trigger. Well, yeah, hormones are a bitch, <laughs> which I think everyone yeah. can agree with. <laughs> yeah, but that's. That's nothing I, I'm hoping that's nothing I have to worry about. But right. you're always keeping yourself busy. You're always doing things. So you're, and I think that's a lot of the battle is, yes, you have, people have the addiction, but you have to keep yourself busy. You have to have some kind of purpose, something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah. with you, you are, your plate is absolutely full with giving to other people, giving to your family and to yourself. So you're, and friends, you're, you can't do enough for your friends. So your plate is absolutely full. And I see Taylor's is the same way, mm. but it's just uh, one, just Bob that we need to get something on his plate. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flour, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. Right. Bye. What do you think like that missing piece is for Bobby? Oh, I think it's, um, well, and with this COVID, 
it's been extremely, extremely hard. And I think that's why we've taken the turn is because you're totally isolated. Right. Uh, he was isolated. He didn't have his job to go to. Yeah. Um, couldn't see friends. So you're stuck at home. You're stuck at home. It's not, uh, it's a little bit different. You've got um, fewer options, I think, when you're stuck at home. But there was lots of walks that he had. Um, yeah. But it's just the socializing with people. Yeah, the connection. The connection. When he's connected to people, I notice a big difference. And maybe I don't notice that there's less drugs being used, but there's a difference in his confidence, um, just mm. his well-being. But I would say that with the COVID, when I say that things have gone to make a turnaround for a little bit of the worst, mm. that's what I mean for Bob, that this, this whole COVID has made him turn. Mm. So. So who knows, who knows what it would have been like if we didn't have this, not saying that he would have been, um, you know, not addicted or not doing drugs. I'm not right. saying that, but I think this has contributed a lot to um, how, it's, how we're ended up here. So, and I don't yeah. know how long that's going to be because with work, he's maybe working one day a week and that's just not enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but just the social contact. I don't know. I just don't know what and that's why I get frustrated because I don't know what I could do to help in that way. And that's another way I'm kind of saying I'm enabling because I'm right. trying to feel that I have to occupy him. Yeah. Which I you know what? You want to fix age, it. Yeah, but at that age, who wants to maybe hang out all the time with your mom? <laughs> you know, no. No. Well, I mean, and he's 29 years old, yeah. <laughs> he is 29 years old, and the fact that he still lives at home, I think that's a huge factor, too. If he could move out and be on his own and have that independence, maybe that would be huge. Maybe that would be huge, getting out of his mother's kind of apron strings, right? Because yeah. I'm always, oh, I could do it for you. I could do it. No, yeah, just leave that dish there. I'll get it. Right. So, uh yeah, I think I'm a big enabler. So it's just uh, hard to step back. But like I say, if he could be on his own, I think that would really help. Because, you know, I mean, he, there's girls. And, you know, if you have a girl come home, and it's a little different. <laughs> a little different. Not super sexy to wake up <laughs> next to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're not in the same room. <laughs> well, no, but not like, yeah. on the same floor. <laughs> yeah, meeting in, meeting in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get you some coffee? Yeah. No, I know. Like a I bed know. and breakfast, if you will. <laughs> oh, we're roommates. <laughs> yeah. No, so just different things like that. But it's, um, yeah. yeah, just... It's, a, it's daily, daily figuring out what I can do. And it kills me when I see him sitting at home, just sitting watching TV. I get anxiety thinking, what could we do? What could I do with him? Should I take him for a uh, go to White Rock? Or So, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. But, um, yeah. But like I say, I, I, I totally think uh, we're on the up. Like with you and Taylor. Okay. Well, we got yeah, yeah two out of three. No, it's positive, three. very positive. But I think Bob yeah. just needs help. He, if he had um, like a buddy, I don't know. Yeah, a buddy to help him, or because we've gone to the CNIB, like as helping as far as uh, you know, resource uh, researching jobs and that kind of stuff, and going back to school even. 
because right. um, there needs to be more people at the school to set him up with maybe Braille or somebody who transcribes in the school. But mm -hmm. there's really been nothing. So that's kind of a, that's kind of um, a dead end when you want to go back to school. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, a miracle. A miracle. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of mothers with, with uh, kids with addictions are looking for that same miracle. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. Yeah. And I don't but, think that I really don't, you know, give them the cold shoulder, or like tough love. Yeah. I don't think that really, I don't know. No. I don't really see that working for him. You know, I totally agree. And I, to uh, for anybody, I don't think t tough love um, is the answer, but I think just cutting the reins a little bit and letting him do a few things, letting him fail. You know what? If right. your laundry's not done, well, you're wearing dirty clothes, like that right. kind of simple stuff. But no, definitely right. not tough love because I think when somebody's addicted, this is the time that they need the most love. It's not their yeah. choice. It's not their choice to become addicted to drugs. I mean, Bob's was really an it's when he had his knee surgery and he had the oxycodone, is it oxycotton? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when the whole thing started. I mean, yeah, they were smoking pot and stuff before yeah. that. And right. I, you know, I wasn't worried about that. Not that I probably even knew that then, mm -hmm. but um, it's the uh, hard drugs and he was able to get that elsewhere. But no, tough love, no. I want him not to feel afraid. I don't want to be mad like, Bob, you need to stop those damn drugs. I want him to be able to come to me and say, this is why I'm doing it. And a lot of his drug use too, he says, is for pain. Because when he was hit by that car, mm -hmm. his arms and his legs and everything still hurts. And I've had a sore back. I know what daily pain feels like. Mm -hmm. And maybe his is a lot worse. And I know how hard it is to just, you know, make yourself happy and be able to carry on the day when you're having pain. But, um, yeah, no, this is the time he needs the most love from all of us. All of us. Yeah. But, uh, I agree. And, and just, like, I don't ever want to close him out. I don't ever want to close you or Taylor out. And I don't want you guys to feel like you're disappointing me or like I'm going to get mad or because you're telling me that this is how you feel and you feel like you want to do drugs and this is why you want to use drugs. But mm -hmm. I think maybe too, I don't know. I, I hope other parents would uh, feel that way that you, you need to open those lines of communication and not, not just close them, but that's when yeah. you need the most love. Yeah, no, uh, I definitely agree. I think it's also, you know, it's hard to talk about, drugs and stuff i mean you know we're taught that drugs are bad so if yeah. you're doing them you are in turn a bad person yes right you're doing something bad well, so fessing up to that is like it's scary well, and, and and talking to your kids about drugs like me mentioning something to bob mm -hmm. about his drug use or mentioning taylor about his drug use i think and i have felt that once I say it, it's real. Yeah. It's real. Uh, I, and how do you go back from there? Then now there really is a problem, and that problem scares the daylights out of me because I can't fix it. 
So yeah. I think that for me, that's what it was because I saw little bags in Bob's uh, drawers. I saw them on top of his dresser. But you know what I did? I just tidied them up, put them in the garbage. I never confronted him because I was afraid to confront him because I was afraid of what I would hear that, yes, I've got an addiction is probably what I was afraid of hearing. So yeah. a, a lot of it is my... Um, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com ASGG. My uh, neglect or not wanting to admit yeah so yeah so yeah I mean that kind of also definitely came to a head when we found Bobby passed out in the basement yes from definitely doing heroin yes definitely that was terrifying well and especially when it's that when you're saying that word heroin that's a terrifying word because people say People say quitting smoking is more difficult than quitting heroin. Okay, well, I quit smoking. It didn't bother me at all. So now I can't imagine, can't imagine what, uh, if they're comparing it to quitting smoking. But right. that, actually, that actually didn't make sense to me now. <laughs> <what it's>, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> where, where are we going with that? Yes. Are no, they in the same? I mean, even me, the word heroin is... is scary because you equate it to like you know maybe someone being homeless on the street or like dirty or unstable and unpredictable um yeah it's hardcore hard hardcore that's a hard hardcore drug yeah hardcore so and i've never uh that's not a party drug like you know like pot or like maybe even like coke yeah but um yeah heroin's not glamorized whatsoever at all (laughs) no no so uh no that's just acknowledging the whole thing i think is what really scares you because then your child your child is an addict like nobody wants to admit their child is an addict because then it's why didn't you help them what did you do that made them become an addict like you take on that different kind of thing too and it's nothing that you did as a parent, I don't think you can't take that on saying that it's something that you did. Um, It's just the path, the path they've chose. And some people are addicted to things like Bob with the painkillers when he had his knee surgery. So 
I don't think you could just say exactly why people are addicted to drugs. Like, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Well, I mean, yes and no. I think to some degree there has to be some kind of, you know, trauma or upset in your in your life to kind uh-huh. of to to go down that path and to you know there's a there's not really a fine line between partying and and addiction partying yeah. you know you do it on the weekends you, you do it with your friends and that's it you can wipe your hands clean and and you know when to stop on. right yeah. right yeah. but when you have something that you want to run away from numb from that you want to forget or you know you want to change your your state mm-hmm. that's a bit different than just partying mm-hmm. you know yeah i think no that's i agree i agree yeah you're I, not happy maybe with the way you are so you're gonna just block it all out and it's better when you're on the drugs right yeah it's a better that's how you want to live your life i yeah well and changing situations like i mean homeless people god would you not want to change that situation? But you can't just, I can't just put it that homeless people are doing drugs. No. Like doing heroin and stuff. No, it's everywhere. Well, there's, there's a kid in your basement doing it. Oh, case in point. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, those ads, it's your, it's your neighbor. It's your uncle. It's your uh, your clerk at your grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not uh, actually not to be made a fun of, right? No. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Oh, I know, I know we're, we're, we're joking around about it, but. Yeah. Well, that's how we express a little of our pain. That's yeah, how exactly. we express the pain by joking around about it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. A little, a little easier to put it, follow it up with a chuckle sometimes. Yeah. 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 But other than that, um, Things are great. So Bobby also expressed um, like desire to actually go to a treatment center, like go to detox and then go to treatment. Yes. How do you feel about that? I'm on board. Totally on board. 
Yeah. Totally on board with it. He was finding out about it. He was doing the research on it yeah. and they were supposed to get back to him. But then uh, he hasn't actually, now that you've brought that up, I will be talking to him today about that mm-hmm. and see where he is with it. And he wanted to go to a place in New West. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for it. When he told me about that, I it, honestly, it just, it lifted a weight off of me. I thought that he'd finally realized that he needed help. Yeah. That he really needed help. So yeah, no, I'm totally 100% on board with that. Yeah. And uh, we will be talking about that today. Good. But, yeah. Good, no, yeah, I and I think go. it's it's interesting that he also wants to, he made it very clear that he wants to either, like, apply for funding or self-fund, like, this, you know, this journey. Yes. Why do you think that is? I, I think it is because, and he said this to me when we talked about it, he says that he wants to get funding for it because that if he doesn't go through it, Mm-hmm he doesn't want to feel bad to us. Hmm. Like you mean indebted or? or... That he's let us down. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I I, I think that's, that's interesting that he would feel like that, that he would let us down. If I know, you know what we like put money in it. (laughs) Yeah. Or like help fund that. Yeah. No, that's what he had said to me. He said that he wanted to get funding for it and he wanted to do it on his own. And in a way, I thought that was a great idea Mm -hmm. because he was doing it on his own and it was up to him to succeed. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've got to find out, like I said, where he was at with that. Yeah. And he sounded, when he talked to me last time, he sounded like he was very close to it. Yeah. So we will have to talk. Yeah. I think that's good. I mean, it's, I mean, even, you know, just admitting that he needs help, but actually taking actions and like looking for treatment centers. That's sounds well, really like promising. Well, like I said, the day that he told me that he wanted to go into a treatment center, yeah. it was amazing. It was amazing. I was just so happy for him. Yeah. I was just so happy for him that finally he was going to have a change in his life and mm. get treatment and yeah, move forward. Yeah. You know, it was very, very happy. But. Mom, do you think that like you admitting and you kind of realizing the scope of um, his drug use and his stage of addiction do you think you realizing that has been easier for you to communicate with him and talk to him about it i i don't know because he won't talk to me he won't talk a lot to me about it when i try and talk to him Mm. he sometimes he will sometimes he will avoid it okay sometimes he will avoid it but i would love for him just to sit down and talk and just uh but why do you think that is why do you think he avoids it maybe he doesn't want me to know everything that he does yeah i don't know i don't know 
Do you think he know. trusts you enough to, to be completely open? Um, just trust me that it'll just stay with me. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes I tell Reed some things, but very, not all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it would have to be just between him and I. Yeah. But then I really think that your dad needs to know. Yeah, but no? that's up to him if he wants to have that conversation with dad. Yeah. Well, I, as a family, as a family, we dealt with Taylor. So yeah. as a family, I think we should deal with Bob. I think that's up to him. Yeah. I really think, you know, Taylor yeah. was a, a completely different, you know, scenario. We basically had an intervention with Taylor. That's right. Yes. You know, Bobby's a different, a different situation, whereas he is, you know, admitting that there's an issue and actively looking to, help to fix that. Yeah. To, to help yeah. himself. Yeah. And I think it's up to him who he feels comfortable and safe and that he can trust to talk about it. Right. Well, I do want him to feel like he can trust me and I will reiterate mm -hmm. that today when uh, we talk yeah that it's it is a safe space and that he can tell me if he doesn't want me mentioning it to anybody then i won't then i won't mention it to his dad but sometimes i feel like i need help outer help sometimes i feel like i can't um not deal with it but i can't help him all by myself so i'm yeah. feeling like maybe your dad or maybe somebody else can help us like as a group. So that's where I get scared. And I maybe tell somebody else, I talked to your dad, I phoned your dad yeah. once, but, but it's I just think, mom. But like, I think going to dad and telling him it doesn't, it, it's like a, it's like telephone. It's like a game of telephone. It just, it never mm -hmm. ends up well. And it feels, I think, you know, with Bobby, I think it feels like that trust isn't there, that he can't be completely open because he is scared that you'll just go and run and tell dad. And I understand that you're saying that you need help. Yeah. But I just don't, if, if you can't have those conversations with Bobby right now, then maybe it's not the just time. it. I, yeah. Yes, I totally agree with you, Jess. I totally agree with you. Yeah, he has to feel like he can trust me. Yeah. That, uh, he can go somewhere because he's very vulnerable right now. So if you don't have the trust of your mom, then uh, yeah. yeah. No, I totally and that's agree okay. with and, you. And building that trust is more than just saying like, Oh, you can trust me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, no, I have to rebuild it with him. I think I have to rebuild that trust and prove to him that I can, whatever he says to me will stay with us. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, trust, in every relationship, if you don't have trust, oh, you have the nothing. point. You don't. Yeah, exactly. It's, no, I agree with you a hundred percent. But if you don't have trust, you've got nothing. Yeah. No, no, honey. I agree with you. I just need to. Uh, I think I need to sit down with him more and have more conversations with him, because, like I say, if I do sit down and have conversations, it, it scares me. And I, I know that it's real. I know that it's real and I'm scared to deal with it. Yeah. But if we talk about it more, 
it'll just make him feel more comfortable and myself more comfortable and he won't hide things from me. Yeah. Yeah. And that just takes time. And maybe, you know, if if you feel like you need a team or you need to like vent or tell people, you know, like what's going on. Yeah. I think just like what we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation, maybe a support group would be good for you or maybe like a therapist you know, where it's a dead end, right? Like it's not going to go anywhere. Yes. Like you can just kind of like unload and vent like how you're feeling. So then you can be available and have the capacity to be there for Bobby or Taylor or me. Or you. Right. Right. No, I agree, honey. I agree. Yeah. Cause mom, like you can't do it all. Like that's insanity. That's you it's too much. Yeah. Well, that's not the end of my list too. I got, <laughs> I got a whole nother crew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, so yeah. You what doesn't kill you makes yourself. you stronger. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess so. But like, God, it's, it's not enjoyable. It's not like the best no. time. Why would you put yourself through that suffering? Yeah. No, I, Something's got to be done. Well, today, um, Bob and I are going to have a great talk. Mm -hmm. And we're definitely going to talk about his uh, rehab. Okay. And how far he is and what we can do to get closer to it. Cool. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Because I think right now, out of the three of you, he's the one who needs the focus. Yeah. And also, if he can get support from his brother and sister, which I'm sure he is. Yeah. And just totally let, let him know that he's loved. Exactly. Yeah. No tough love. Just love, no love. love. Yeah. Just no soft, mushy love. love. Oh, and he won't let me hug him. I get in there and get a <laughs> hug and he's like, okay, enough. Well, <laughs> mom, okay, we already established like your love language is touch (laughs) and some people don't need to necessarily be touched all the time i know covid was really tough for you we get it i love my children i love my children i'm happiest when i can hold them we're also happy when we can breathe so you know (laughs) it's okay it's a delicate dance yeah it's a dance (laughs) i'll try i'll try and hold back a little bit but well, I'm sure I mean, you all know that I love you. There's other ways to show love too. Yeah. So, you know, we can dip into the other languages if you must. Perfect. Okay. Language of love. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Mama. Thank okay. you. Thank you so well, much for hanging out and talking to me. And uh, this is a good conversation. You are very welcome. And I love it. I'd love <laughs> to talk about my children. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, you can follow her on Facebook and Instagram and you can get the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> or I've got some plastic pictures in my wallet. Let those oh, go. Oh <laughs> my lord. Don't even get, don't even run into her at the grocery store. Oh my god. Okay, honey. Okay, I love you. I love you too. I love my mom. What I love even more is having conversations like these and using this dynamic of an interview situation is a perfect example of how to 
create a little bit of space to really put those emotions on the back burner and those assumptions, take them away and kind of get a bird's eye view of what the situation is at hand. Be an interviewer. Tap into your inner Oprah or Ellen or Barbara Walters, if you will. Take out those emotions and try and get to the heart of the matter. As always, thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate, follow, subscribe, and let us know your feedback of the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girl's Guide and the blog. Don't forget about the blog, baby. We have your tips and tricks fully stocked. We have merch. We have your Sober Girl swag. And we have workbook journals and the 30 days to gain booze free challenge. Go and get it. Hit up a sobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.